0: Welcome to the commencement ceremonies for the graduating class of 2023 for Lakers Fast Break University. It's Gerald Glassberg, and we're right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day. I'm actually on Facebook right there for you, where we cover it every day, but also in podcast form, we cover it twice a week, every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Was also inside sports, fantasy, football, and game source. Of course, the great guys and gals at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Professor Joe Sorrow, who is in proper graduation attire, especially with the sash, noting that he has an Ox award right there for you, right there at LakersBall.com. Plus, also, he owns a company that is really, really, really doing well. Go ahead and support it today at SimBlades, SimBladesWithAY.com. Also, our good friends, esteemed colleagues, and I guess you could say honorary faculty, Professor Jamie Sweet and Professor Laker Tom. You can go ahead and check them out today at LakerHolics.com. You know they're commenting and quoting and also writing articles today on who they would like as free agents. So go ahead and check it out today at LakerHolics.com. Our esteemed professor of draft class, Mr. Stone Hansen, you can find himself. The professor himself, of course, at the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. Professor John McKaylian is on his great YouTube channel. Also, as well as so go ahead and subscribe to that today. Also want to go ahead and mention our good and honorary professors as well. El Rob and Magic Man Sean Grice. Uh, all the best to you, Magic Man, wherever you're at. And El Rob, uh, hoping you can stop by soon for one of our trivia matches. So we'll hopefully get you back on the air real soon. Also as well, Professor Laker Nick, who heads up quite a bit on our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, which we hope to return to during the course of the Summer League. So stay tuned for that as well. And speaking of which, if you haven't liked or subscribed to us yet, please do so so you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break, because we're not only doing a show tomorrow with the latest news and notes for free agency, but also as well, we're doing a live NBA free agent special right there for you. Starting, I've, I'm going to start at a 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and we'll run for uh, about uh, maybe two, three, even four hours. We'll see how far it goes, but it is a free agent special coming Friday, so please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. And summer courses will be available for those who are new to the channel so you can start your credits towards next year's graduation so look for that this summer right here at lakers Fast Break university i will say though that before we go ahead and graduate our students for this year's class the first initial class the inaugural class of 2023 i'd like to go ahead and give the floor since it's free agent season on some of the great free agent signings that the Lakers have gone and made over the course of the few, past few years, few, few decades. Just really some great free agent signings that they've made. And here today to go ahead and discuss that in his commencement address. Good man indeed. You've got to go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com and SimBlades. SimBlades with a Y.com. It is our professor, our lead professor of Lakers studies. It is the esteemed. Joe Sorrell and Joe just really great to have you here my tenured colleague Mr. Joe Sorrell your thoughts my friend as we go into a free agency season on some great free agency signings and the reason why we as Lakers fans you know have a pretty good confidence that the Lakers can get something done this offseason
1: well as we commence we are going to turn our tassels is that what they call these tassels
0: yes tassels yes
1: and i guess you can say it was a formidable year it was a positive year uh much more of a good in much much better ending than we assumed it would be at the beginning of the year and how can we finish next year's graduation even better will likely be the first few steps here within the next couple days. And as far as my preference in who we would get to help us get to that point, uh, I do have a couple of favorites. And these are going to be picks that are a little bit out of reach, likely, but there still could be a shot. Uh, Nikola Vucevic just signed. Just signed today, though. Just signed today, not- which for centers is likely the setter for the center market. He actually got less money than what he was going to earn had he not opted out. Uh, He went from 22 million to 20 million, but obviously added a couple more years to that. So the center market right now for, I would say, young up and coming talented centers, Talented centers, maybe like Brooke Lopez. Uh-huh. Brooke Lopez, there is word that there's a deal in Houston once things kind of start to progress here and there are no issues with tampering. Because uh-huh. I think he can get the most money there. And well, there's
0: um, never any tampering going on in the NBA. Never yeah, but at, at this
1: point, you're you're looking at not a lot of talk, though. The talk used to be going on right now. I'm
0: kidding when I say that.
1: I know you're kidding. But there are tampering, but they're not making it public anymore. There's no more leaks. So I'd say my number one free agent this summer that could, in a a small little window, be realistic, it would be Brook Lopez. I think he's the perfect center for this team. He's a veteran uh, leader. He used to play for the Lakers. Uh, His game would mesh very well with AD and obviously mesh very well with the entire team. So that would be my first choice. And, of course, the – one thing that hasn't changed before the unleashing of the free agent market is the leverage uh, throwing uh, player agent team of, ooh, the Lakers are gonna be aggressive in going after Bruce Brown, and of course that that's usually always the case, right? The popular guy that's kind of around town. Obviously, he's world champion now, and played really well and outplayed his $6 million salary and knocked it out. Of course, the first thing they got to do is, as far as a, an agent is you got to just say the Lakers are sniffing around and that'll get everybody all up in arms, especially the guy in San Antonio, and then they'll want to do something. So Bruce Brown uh, is, is, is currently the most public free agent right now that has been put out there as a Laker interest, if you will. But I'll believe that when I see it. I believe he'll go somewhere else. But it would be interesting if, if that did work out. I think uh, the MLE would likely be what it would take to get him. Uh, as far as uh, anyone else that's left, you're prob- we're probably not going to get anything in, in, in the realm of a big name, obviously. I would say maybe we want to keep an eye out for, let's say, Harrison Barnes, someone who's won a championship, who's got a particular set, skill set that meshes with a, a role-player type uh, atmosphere. I think that's a name that we're not talking about. We haven't talked about in, in the last few weeks. I think that would be an interesting uh, pickup if the Lakers should do it. And that's kind of my top three at the moment. Once
0: again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It is Lakers Fast Break University's initial graduating class of 2023. We are honored and most appreciative of the time that you have spent with us. Those long timers who have spent quite a deal, quite a stretch with us here, attended all the classes, did well on the finals per se, and are looking to go ahead and graduate but hopefully we'll you know stay here for all the rest of the shows that we do here on a regular basis here at the Lakers Fast Break. But we are also, again, very honored by everyone who has graced the halls of Lakers Fast Break University to catch our Lakers History 101 shows. And before we get into more detail about possible free agents for this year, my friend, when it comes to free agent signings, the Lakers have scored well with over the years. I know that two automatically stand out for myself. And as I give this commencement address, I think that the, the, the organization as a whole was transformed initially on the free agent signing for Shaquille O'Neal. I think that's probably in my mind the most definitive Lakers free agent signing. But also as well, LeBron James, when he decided to come to Los Angeles as well, that's led to a championship. That was also very monumental, but for me, the number one free agent signing of all time for the Lakers, even though they've had many, I would probably rate Shaq as number one.
1: Oh, no doubt, because you got a 24-year-old Shaquille O'Neal about to hit his prime, and he was already pretty much playing prime ball at that point. Uh, it was, it, it is a hair over, over LeBron, at least in my lifetime, because of the fact that he was just about to come into his own, whereas LeBron was sort of going, I wouldn't say he was down at that time, but he wasn't LeBron of the early 2010s, late, 2000, late 2000s. Uh, had, had it been, let's say if LeBron had come in 2011, you could argue that LeBron would have been the greatest Laker free agent uh, even above Shaq because I believe... LeBron would have won, at the very least, three championships between 2011 and now as a Laker. Uh, So, yes, I I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, LeBron is number two for sure in terms of free agents that have decided to come to L.A. And they've both benefited in in putting banners in in, in the rafters. And if someone uh, would would argue that LeBron was bigger, I, I, I wouldn't argue against it. It's just not... I don't think it's logical to say that. I just I think Shaquille O'Neal was uh, just did more, did more, and, and was at a, at a better time in his career to to take that that first spot there. Uh, I wasn't around in the seventies or the sixties or the fifties to to base anything off of that. I would say uh, did, Will Chamberlain was. I, I'm kind of kind of slipping in my mind. He was a free agent that went to LA as well, or was he traded? Who's that? Will Chamberlain?
0: I uh, Will Chamberlain, I believe, was traded. If was I he know.
1: traded? Okay, yeah. That's kind of that's what I thought for for a second there. I thought maybe I I might not have remembered. So yeah. So at that point, anyone else that's come to LA since that time, it, it's really Shaquille O'Neal and LeBron James. I don't think there's really even a, a third one that could even compare to to those two free agent pickups.
0: So I ask you, my friend, is there any other free agent signings to your recollection over the years that has really stood out? Because, you know, it seems that everybody says, oh, the Lakers get all the free agents. The Lakers get all the free agents. The Lakers get all the free agents. You know, that's not necessarily the case. The Lakers do get and have gotten their share of free agents. The big name free agents we just mentioned. But after that, most of the team you know, that we saw as far as the championship level teams that we've had over the years have been mostly made by drafting or by acquiring talent through trades.
1: For me, the low key free agent pickup that most affected the Lakers in a positive way was Horace Grant in 2001. Horace Grant came to LA. I'm sorry. He was traded to LA. My mistake, but not Horace Grant. Sorry. Uh, he was traded to LA. I would say the third one. Hmm.
0: See that it, again, everybody has the, one. Perception that the Lakers get all these. Michael threes.
1: Thompson was traded to LA. Yes. Horace Grant was traded to LA. Trevor Reza was traded to LA. Then you're going to have to go with Ron Artest. Ron Artest is probably a clean number three
0: meta world peace himself. meta world
1: peace uh, and I've said this numerous times I might have not said it on the show I might have said it a, a while back maybe I, no one will remember uh, good one uh Alice yes I was gonna get to that in a second um, the Lakers do not win 2000 the 2010 championship without rod Artest. test okay
0: Absolutely. I remember him coming into the shower after the defeat of, you know, I think at the hands of the Celtics, uh, he approached uh, Kobe, surprised him like in the shower and said, uh, we're going to win one together. Essentially I'm paraphrasing mind you, but look what happened then.
1: Yes. So why, why was he an integral part of that championship run? Uh, He obviously made an impact throughout the regular season had a game-winning shot in the Phoenix series. Uh, But what really set it apart, besides his game MVP performance in Game 7 of the NBA Finals, it was his ability to contain Paul Pierce all but one game. He contained Paul Pierce for all but Game 5 of that Finals, and if Paul Pierce had two games in that series where he went off the Lakers likely lose that series. It was that important. And I put him at number three, which, you know, some could argue that just like Alice had mentioned, Rick Fox, Rick Fox took less money. I mean, I'm, I think it was for two seasons, way less money. He had a contract with Cleveland when he was a free agent at a, when he was playing for Boston and was a free agent, the summer of 1997, he had, I believe a four year. And at that time, at that time, that was a lot of money. I believe he had a four-year $20 million offer from the Cleveland Cavaliers and decided to go to L.A. because he wanted to win and play with Shaquille O'Neal and took the minimum for two years. And then Dr. Buss rewarded him with a really, really nice contract after those two years. And it ended up becoming a a huge benefit for him, kind of similar in 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 an indirect way, kind of like KCP, where KCP turned down big money but ended up kind of screwing himself by not taking that money because he couldn't get that money anywhere else, but he was able to kind of somewhat get it back in one-year contracts with LA. Uh, But more important than that is Rick Fox was the enforcer on that team. Uh, He was the the grit of that team. He is an integral part of the three-peat Lakers dynasty, and I would put him at four, and if you said he's three – I wouldn't argue against it. It's just that I believe that our, our test is number three because of how valuable he was that one season. And, of course, them beating the Celtics, which is, you know, it's a big. It's big. It's, winning a championship is big, but beating the Celtics in the process is almost like winning two championships.
0: There's actually three more names which are very familiar to Laker lore that I thought you we'd go over as well in 1981 a guy that was brought in as a free agent you know he actually uh his career is going to be looked like he was going to be bounced around if he was going to even stay in the league hard-nosed competitor we all know especially now because him and his wife seemingly have a great ear of genie bus and that is kurt rambis who did sign as a free agent so i want to hear your thoughts on kurt rambis the player and not the individual now which unfortunately may not be the most favorite topic in the world for Lakers fans.
1: Well, I mean, the uh, Kurt Rambis was kind of what Superman. Well, he, he wasn't really Kent Superman. Person. He was Clark Kent.
0: Yes. But and they called him. The a Clark, the yeah,
1: we, we love to, we love to create fictional stars and nicknames for our Laker players. Uh, what do we call Ellis uh, Cruz the a bald Eagle? Yes. We were trying to and, call. And
0: there was a fan base. There was a fan club for Rambus. They were wearing the, the taped glasses. I remember that distinctly. They were at the forums, usually a group of about five or six, and they would just sit there and cheer on anything that he would do because, again, you got that hard-nosed play. He didn't have the sheer talent or skills, but he was on that court because no one hustled more than Kurt Rambus.
1: Yes, he, he he hustled more, but he was also pretty effective uh, during that that right at the heart of that Showtime era. I would say there was some value there, and La, you're you're kind of under a microscope, but it, it, the, he was kind of a part of the positive side of that mi- microscope. I think we we tend to overinflate a lot of our our. our the guys especially the guys that are the little engines that could I think we we tend to make them better than what they probably are more valuable but and I'm not trying to denigrate Kurt Rambis there was value there and but I I I don't think of him as a a big part of the free agent oh my god this is the guy that kind of changed things I think in the end he did help he did help the Lakers win championships but I'm Pretty sure they'd probably still win without him.
0: This is Raphael from NBA Draft Junkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse bring me all uh, of the star trek all of the time and i will be an incredibly happy girl even if it's terrible it's like pizza bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza bad star trek is still pretty good because it's still star trek that's the way that i look at it just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool that's it Yep. that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts Also a suggestion as far as one of the best free agent signings that have ever taken place for the Los Angeles Lakers. And once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate you being part of what we're doing here for graduation ceremonies for the first inaugural class of 2023 right here at Lakers Fast Break University. And that is Jamal Wilkes in 1977. Your thoughts on the free agent signing of Jamal Wilkes and how he impacted the Lakers going forward.
1: Oh, he was huge. He was huge. People forget what a great game he had in Game Six in 1980. Absolutely. He was, he was an integral part of that game, doing what it did, which was getting a win. Magic was obviously a, the the biggest part of it, but uh, Jamal uh, was was kind of uh, the Ron Artest of that game. He was that 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 second guy or that one eight guy. Like thirty
0: five or thirty six. Yes, he, my he was.
1: He was. He was extremely important in winning yeah. that game. And I don't think the Lakers win that game if he doesn't have that kind of game. Uh, I didn't watch at that time. Obviously, I was only two years old, but I did go back and watch. Uh, I did. A reported... <laughs> I, I, I do have that game. I
0: local news at 1130, Joe. I was allowed to stay up to watch it. That's, that's how bad it was. For that's team. good. I, I, I
1: was still too young, and I, I was able to watch the game though uh, on there was a, a recording of it on NBA TV a while back. I I, I have it on my uh, in my little uh, you can find it on YouTube My externals. I, I have it in my externals where I can I can watch it. And it was a uh, it was he was a big part of that that clinch in that game because everyone just assumed the Lakers were going to lose that game, and yeah. him and Magic were able to 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 kind of put that to bed and and create. In my opinion, looking back on Jamal's career, that was kind of the, the beginning of his Hall of Fame kind of ascension. And, of course, Magic was...
0: Because he had had a storied career with the Golden State Warriors. Sure,
1: sure. League. Champion in 1975. Came back home uh, in 1977. And helped the Lakers win in 1980 and 1982 specifically. Uh, great, great player. You could you could put him in a, in a position... Where Ron Artest and Rick Fox are, you can argue that he might have been uh, three or four on that list. Uh, the only reason why I didn't mention him is, again, I didn't see him play and experience what that felt like at the time. I obviously wasn't alive in 77 to remember the excitement of getting Jamal Wilkes. I'm sure there was a lot of excitement in L.A. considering that he was a UCLA guy and ended up coming back home. Um so that's kind of, that's kind of how that played out, and yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on Jamal Wilkes.
0: Absolutely, indeed. Do I tell you what, though? Jamal Wilkes, silky smooth jumper, but such an unorthodox release. Would that unorthodox release work in today's game? Is it just too slow? Is it just too methodical? Is it because he just took it behind his head and then he moved it all around before he actually released it? I think that would have to be modified with today's environment of the NBA. Uh, Actually, Alice, good point. Silk, Jamal Wilkes.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's been some talk that Larry Bird might not have been who he was now, and I'm, I'm just sitting there laughing when I hear this kind of stuff.
0: Uh, Rodman, I think, dropped on that uh, that quote on there as far as uh, you know, he couldn't play at the level – today that he once did I think you know uh, paraphrasing because of how good Jokic is that uh, Bird could not play he'd probably be in Europe I think was the comment I don't know about that I think he's an extremely skilled basketball player one of the most skilled basketball players of all time Larry Bird whether we like to say it or not Uh, but I, I think he would still find a place even though his athleticism would be more exploited but Again, because he's not seven feet tall, but again, that's another issue for another day on that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 almost embarrassing that someone would even think that, especially if they weren't there.
0: Yeah,
1: don't don't act like you know what's going on. Don't act. Don't don't tell me. Well,
0: I mean, it, it is Rodman. Don't
1: said. don't don't. I don't know what's going on with Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, but they must be smoking the same stuff this last few months. I don't know if they're trying to do it to get attention, or maybe Rodman was just trying to troll Larry Bird. Uh, but if you were so good, Dennis, why were you guys getting your asses whooped by him? What does that have to do with now? So, what? How good are you then now? Yeah, you're a guy that can't play on offense. If you can't play offense in this today's league, how good are you going to be? Yeah, because they're not going to let you do your your. You're worm crap now. They'll call a foul every five seconds. You'll be kicked out of every other game. Now, who are you? Who are you in today's league? Go look in the mirror, Dennis. And if he was on our show saying that, I would have asked him the same questions. And he wouldn't have been able to answer it. But what would he have said, no, I would have been able to outplay people because defense and, and, and rebounding still matter. Does it really? Does rebounding and defense matter? I think let's, talk about, let's talk about uh, a guy who played with the Lakers for half a season who was getting a lot of rebounds. His name is Drummond. Yes. Right? He was getting rebounds like crazy, right? Wasn't he averaging 17, 18 uh, boards a game for a while there? What did that do for, for his team? Nothing in terms of winning. So check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's a little line from back in the day, back of, back when he was playing, back when his skill set was valuable too. So, again, unless Dennis was just trolling Larry, which that's fun. That's fine. I, it's a nice little gag. But if he meant it, then he's got to look in the mirror too.
0: Well, the thing is, though, with his back injuries, you got to uh, ask yourself how uh, – would Bird – be like one of those individuals that you see now that are often injured. So, how much would you really be able to get out of him? Because, again, the back injuries just slowed him down. And that was the, one of the main reasons why he ended his career earlier than I thought he would have, because he just would have been, uh, you know, I still think a, a very productive player in the NBA today. Again, defense aside and athleticism aside, his skill set that he brings translates to every decade for the NBA.
1: Well, just imagine uh, Larry Bird. Uh, is a more athletic uh, Nikola Jokic, isn't he? Yeah. Larry Bird could run, even in his prime, you know? So Larry Bird was three or four. Larry Bird, the, the analogy I use for Larry Bird is he was a master chess player. He he had six, seven steps ahead of you. Didn't matter that he was slow or he couldn't jump. It didn't matter. He could get to his spots. He can shoot from anywhere. He's the Dan Marino of that era. Dan Marino was throwing 48 touchdowns in the mid 80s. He was doing what quarterbacks are doing now with 40 different protected rules now to the quarterback. Those 40 or 80 now, whatever they are, rules to protect the quarterback were not there in 1984. He was doing that stuff when it wasn't easy which is why I say Dan Marino might have still be the, the greatest quarterback that probably ever played, but because he didn't win a championship, he's, he's kind of thought of as an afterthought. Larry Bird's kind of the same way in the sense that his game translated better to today's game. Could you imagine if Larry Bird trained like the guy? like like He would be a 6'9 Steph Curry. Imagine that. And not only that, and I'm not saying that Steph is not smart. Steph is smart, knows basketball, Hall of Famer, great. But Larry Bird was different, guys. Larry Bird had a disdain. He had a wanting to destroy your entire life attitude that added to that lore. You put him in now. Now, when they talk about, oh, put this guy in today's era and see what happens. I want you guys to understand this because it's very important. It's easy to say that LeBron, uh, that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan put those guys with their thought process, their upbringings at that time into today's game. Of course, it's going to be good for them, right? Because now they're getting that, that extra training, right? On top of the fact that they were geniuses and great players. But the reality is Larry Bird isn't Larry Bird if he was born in 1985. It's not likely. It's going to grow up like LeBron did, Dwayne Wade did, Carmel, Carmelo Anthony. Larry Bird probably doesn't exist in terms of his his mental part. Same with Magic. Same with Larry. I'm sorry. Same with Michael. So it's an unrealistic comparison, and it's a it's a useless comparison to say, "Oh, these guys would be great now, or great back then, or blah blah blah." because it's not if it, that right there should end the the discussion because it's just not very realistic that you're not going to have a Larry Bird who grew up a certain way when he did grow up you're not going to have that things got things got easier as time went on things got easier there wasn't as much grit growing up we had more social workers making sure parents weren't smacking their kids around you have a system that continues to just give 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 and not and and then that creates entitlement more and more entitlement maybe they don't grow up they likely don't grow up with that kind of I'm gonna fight for what I need to mentality like 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 they did back then now it's it's just it's just not there guys so in the end I think Rodman is uh talking out of line uh likely probably on something because if, if he meant it because it doesn't make any sense and uh to me it's probably the same thing whenever they ask uh bill lambeer who the greatest player is he always says lebron james you know larry you don't know bill lambeer is full of garbage right yeah. not he's not garbage i said he's full of garbage when he says that i was i wanted to use the four-letter word but i didn't want to i do not want to you know do that
0: this is a commencement ceremony
1: sir yes i want to be respectful but i still want to tell the truth okay. bill lambeer says lebron is better knowing he's pissing off michael jordan
0: <laughs> as only bill lambier can do yeah. once again it is the lakers fast break it is the commencement ceremonies for the graduating class of 2023 our inaugural class right here at lakers fast break university we truly appreciate it, it is the dean of university studies gerald glassford along with the professor of all lakers studies as well mr joe storrell joe great to have you here my friend when it comes to what you're seeing with a final a suggestion I would say for me as far as a free agent acquisition, Mister Professor Joe Sorrell, I want to ask you this. What are your thoughts, though, on, and it's almost a trick question because people oft, often forget about it, but one of the best free agent signings do you think could be Derek Fisher in 2007? I don't really like, consider that
1: a free agent signing in a lot of ways. He was,
0: was he was a free agent signing. He was yeah, like, but that was more of
1: that was more of a calculated ticket to LA. He he told management, guys, I need to be in LA for my daughter's Utah. Isn't that what I said?
0: No, you just said management. He said uh yeah, but he spoke to Utah management. Yeah, Utah's
1: management. Yeah. He talked he talked to Utah's management saying he he would prefer to go to LA so that he can He's, I guess he had his doctors in L.A. make things easier for her. For, for,
0: for daughter's eye, I think.
1: Yeah, she had uh, blastoma, some kind of cancer in the eye. Yeah. My jaded part of my brain, I guess my cynical side is even then I was like, uh, he, he, he moved his way to L.A. Uh, and Utah never forgave him, by the way. I'd say that that's kind of how that place out. It was almost like a uh, – I know technically he was a free agent. But it was really more of guys. Can you please let me go back to the Lakers? That's really what it was, and I don't really consider that a. <laughs> I don't really consider that being a free agent deciding Technically where I it like. is. Huh?
0: Technically, it is.
1: Yeah, but mm, I, I, Derek Fisher obviously helped us win back-to-back titles in '09 and 2010. So I guess you can you can argue he's a top-five free agent pickup in that in that in that in the in the technical term yes so i
0: ask you my friend i want to ask you this when it comes to the thought that everybody seem has that oh the lakers can get any free agent they want they can get any player they want that's been the misnomer you know said by individual fan bases throughout the years which is not true again most of the the acquisitions that we've made have either been through drafts or through trades in order to build these 17 championship teams. Your thoughts when you hear that all the time, or when you see that out there on Twitter or in our chat, or just wherever you see it, as far as the constant belief that the Lakers can seemingly get any player they want.
1: Yeah, I could, I could go with that. Maybe not the big names money is going to uh, be the determining factor for a lot of players, but every, Every important free agent that they've picked since 1981, I'm sorry, 1977, was a was a starter. This uh, Kurt Rambis did start, I believe, in 1982.
0: Yeah, he first came off the bench, but then he did start. Yeah.
1: So every free agent pickup from Jamal Wilkes, Kurt Rambis, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox, Ron Artest, all were integral parts. Of championship teams as starters, that's pretty, pretty good. We we get a lot of praise in uh, drafting uh, Magic Johnson, James Worthy. We get a we we built most of our championships through trades. Obviously, that's probably number one. But our free agents have all been the major ones. Have all been important. Shaq obviously. Have all been uh, LeBron. Have all been. Uh, Starters on, our, on, on the Lakers on championship teams, and some won several championships. The Lakers mastered the game of basketball f- ever since 1947. And the only hiccup they had was at the hands of a power tripping a hole who denied them one of the, what could have been one of the more epic uh, trades in league history, let alone a Laker uh, uh, history. And we might have seen Kobe win a six championship, possibly a seventh championship, but we you were denied that by a by, by a by a by a power tripping uh, scumbag who, who who was at the behest of three equally scumbag whining scumbags, Popovich, Cuban, and Gilbert.
0: Always, always a shot at. Oh, starting. it'll never go away. Yeah, I can tell.
1: It'll never go away, and it'll take it'll take every ounce of energy for me not to say it to their face in a in a discussion.
0: Well, you can't say it to Stern because he's slightly dead.
1: Not Stern. I'm talking about the three, the three, uh, okay. the two owners and the and the coach in okay. San Antonio. Who I don't hear a peep out of his mouth right now with the whole lottery situation. We could start a rumor that they this is rigged too, right? What's he gonna say? What would he say? He'd laugh it off, right? He'd be like, "Oh, guys." you guys are blah 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 right frozen envelope right only when it's you see and that right there guys if you're ever gonna learn anything in life watch out for those people watch out for those people because everybody you know people are you know touted as great community guys and great this and great that but I look at that when it matters I look at that when it matters just saying. Once again, it is the Lakers
0: Fast Break. It is Professor Joe Sorrell along with me, the Dean of University Studies, Gerald Glassford, with the graduation commencement ceremonies for the class of 2023 right here at Lakers Fast Break University. And before we get to that and announce the names of our first graduating class, because I know everybody is on pins and needles to find out if they are part of our graduating class of 2023, which you can if you're not announced today can become one if you're just a regular individual that we see or hear from on a regular basis on our social media or right here at lakers fast break on youtube or wherever you go ahead and catch us just go ahead and interact with us. Con- you know every now and then when you can let us know how we're doing let us know if you have any questions questions on the team thoughts opinions love to hear it just want to see you interact with us and, and you know, in order to do so you'll be able to go ahead and be eligible for our class of 2024. But before we go ahead and get to that, my friend, I want to get back to this year's options for free agency. I know you and I will be going more into that tomorrow. I do want to go ahead and set aside the relation to Gilbert Arenas and also Austin Reeves and how that all figures in as far as his future and what he can sign for and the amounts. I want to go into that tomorrow because that's actually going to be a longer conversation, how that ties in. It's a way that we can go ahead and educate the fans out there exactly on what's going on with the Lakers and all that. There are some options out there and I've heard everything as far as possibilities, just keeping everybody and trying to get who you can with a minimum tax exemption or just trying to go ahead and clear all the decks so you can go ahead and get that third star, like a James Harden or like a Fred Van Vliet. Those have been the popular names that I've heard on shows over the past couple of days. Your thoughts on what the Lakers can and should do, my friend, over the course of the summer to retain the spot as far as being a Western Conference Finals contender?
1: Well, they need to get an impact player with the MLE and keep the the pieces they have right now how they who and what they end up keeping is 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 we're going to have to wait till probably tomorrow to really understand which direction they're going to go i know that Mobamba and michael beasley are michael beasley <laughs> oh man malik. Hey, malik beasley geez i know that there's going to be a decision made with those guys and if they end up staying or leaving without being some kind of trade package, then I think it's going to be more than likely they're going to, they're going to stay the way they are because Austin
0: if they Rui officially announced by the team have been tendered as restricted free agents, yes. so they have tendered them an initial offer, making them restrictive free agents. Now it gets kind of tricky from there. And again, I want to go, that's a 20 minute conversation we can't do today due to our graduation class. Again, we'll discuss that on tomorrow's show in regards to Austin Reese specifically. But, you know, the options are there for the Lakers. Also as well, Jared Vanderbilt, I've heard conflicting reports, but it's most assumed that he will be also retained for the final year of his eligibility. I do think that the Lakers need to go ahead and decide, though, on a possible DLO re-signing and then also filling out the rest of the team. Or should they go big game hunting and try to see if they can go ahead and get a Fred Van Vliet, James Harden, or someone of that ilk that might be able to spell LeBron and get him the kind of minutes that you want to see him play.
1: No, you can't no, Fred Van Vliet and James Harden are 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 priced out for the Lakers. That's it
0: it can logistically work i can tell you yeah
1: logistically but zero chance of those guys even discussing anything with the lakers and i don't really want james harden anyways and fred van fleet has too many deficiencies for the amount of money that he's probably going to get either way you're going to want to see what happens with malik and and mobamba tomorrow do they keep them do they not keep them uh if they somehow got a trade offer that made sense you could see some things change, but it's going to have to be some kind of package for those two guys and whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, if nothing happens, I'm just going to basically understand that they're going to just keep what they have right now. There's word that they're going to keep. They want to keep not want to keep it's it's there's a, it's aggressively going to keep Schroeder and even Lonnie Walker. Uh, I just don't know how this is all going to play out. I don't know if they can keep Lonnie Walker, keep Schroeder keep Rui, keep Austin, keep D'Angelo Russell, which there's a report that it's really, really definite that they're going to sign D'Angelo. Uh, and then, of course, are you going to keep Michael B, uh, uh, Malik Beasley and, and Mo Bamba for future possible trades? If they sign everyone, how does that turn out?
0: We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at LakerHolics.com. Well, the thing is, though, if they just bring everybody back, as seemingly is the theme that Rob Palenka in his latest press conference when he had the two rookies, the first and second round draft picks, JHS and Maxwell Lewis, with him, he discussed as far as a possible strategy going forward. Of course, he's not going to play his, uh, put out all of his cards, but he's saying the right things. And one of the things he said was re- bringing everybody back and retaining as many players as he could. Again, this is a team that I think with uh, another big piece or another really consistent piece could get over the hump in the Western Conference. It just makes it more iffy if they don't
1: the most important players are going to be back if you don't have schroeder you don't have lonnie walker they decide to let malik and and, and bomba go which i think it's probably just going to be malik i think they're going to keep bomb just in case they they need a, a center at least off the bench and maybe he'll play better next year without injuries uh and then at that point Hopefully, strike gold with the MLE. That's really where I think it stands. But it
0: it all depends, to me, on how much of the MLE they have going into free agency, because it could be anywhere. You
1: use that all. You use that. You use the entire thing for one impact player.
0: But no, I'm just saying you don't know. We don't know exactly how much that MLE is going to be. It could be as low as five. Could be as much as 17. People talked about if they clear enough cap space, it could be into as much as 29. So the thing is, you know, that's
1: only if only 17 is going to be if they don't sign the angel, which is not going to happen.
0: But that's what I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but most likely be either five or 12 is where is what we're talking about, depending on, again, if they bring everybody back or not. So we don't know exactly yet who they can go ahead and and search for because we don't know the exact number of exactly what they can do with the MLE. Makes it tough.
1: Yeah, it, it it's hard to explain this without going into the details of the Austin Reeves deal
0: because that's that's a longer conversation. It involves. It, it,
1: it's time. not that bad, and that's because you, you're talking about the backloaded money that he's going to get after LeBron is re- likely retired. It's it's not that drastic. His but balloon payment his balloon payment in year three and four is when LeBron is no longer on the team. Likely.
0: And hopefully he will have graduated his skills to the point where he could become a bigger piece to this puzzle when it concerns the Lakers, but we'll see. Going and I don't,
1: yeah. I don't see Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves at this point in terms of his ceiling is dropping another three to four to five points a game. After that, I don't, you can't expect someone with with his skill set to shoot better than 41 percent from three i think if he maintains that that's great i guess he could get better handles he could work on that sure uh he could run the offense better sure he can i guess shoot better from from the free throw line a little bit i don't know how much more he's it was 87 percent from the free from the free throw line uh I, I believe that he will work hard and maintain his skill set and improve a little bit uh, the next two to three years. And I don't see that, 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 that salary being thrown away in two years. Okay. But well, what you do get, what you do have, is you do have friendly numbers the next two years when you need those friendly numbers so that you can make sure you can bring back a Rui, make sure you can bring back a D'Angelo Russell, and then run it back and see if they show you some improvement from the little bit they played last year. And that's how they're looking at it, and that's probably how we should look at it. It's a bad impulse to want the name, the name, the name. It makes us feel good when, oh, are we going to go trade for James Harden? Or or Damian Lillard, sure Jordan makes uh Laker Tom's day when he can. Yeah, but him. the reality is, and and the thing is with 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 Tom is this infatuation with Miles Turner. Miles Turner is always injured, and is is he that much better?
0: He's just a rotational player. He's a very good rotational player at his best. Probably
1: it probably works, but at what cost? See, that's the thing. At what cost are you going to trade? Are you going to set up a lateral trade where, yeah, you might get better at the center position, but then you have no guard play and you have no depth to get anybody with any substance from the positions that are really ruling the, the NBA right now? Even though Jokic is bringing back the big guy a little bit, he plays like a guard. That's why he's valuable. He's a big guy that plays like a guard, he can pass, he can shoot. He inspires. He's not selfish. So if you're going to bring a big man that's going to have some worth and you're going to sacrifice players that could help you in other areas, you better make sure that that guy can cover a little bit of what what you're giving away, which Miles Turner isn't. He isn't going to do that. Um, That's just kind of how I look at it.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for joining us for our graduation ceremonies right here at Lakers Fast Break University. It's been a fun time this past school year, our initial school year here at Lakers Fast Break University. on talking about Lakers history over the course of the past, what, few months now. It's just been incredible for everybody out there to be a part of what we're doing. And I cannot thank everybody for being there for us as a great student body this time around but my friend when it comes to this graduating class and all the things that we've talked about over the course of this school year what kind of memories do you have of the classes that you've given and the things that you've talked about just the opportunity to go ahead and discuss Lakers history with our audience
1: well the Laker history part is one of those things where it it comes easy for me my mind remembers useless information. And when you're talking about Laker history and past, uh, past and current and future information, it, it, it's easy to quickly get into a subject and, and create an impromptu discussion because the knowledge is there. It sticks in your head. So if you're discussing, let's say 2003, what happened in 2003? what happened in 2002. The memory is very vivid in those years. I know I, We know the deficiencies, we know the positives. We know what went wrong. We know why it went wrong. We knew the attitude. We remember the attitudes at the time. We know what certain players were doing at the time and what players were at, were at each other's necks, which ones were there in support. It's, it's easy for us to do this because we do have that knowledge and we do have that memory and we are able to obviously articulate it in a way where for 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 many of our fans they they're they entertained by it and they learn something you know you do learn something on this show every now and then right and if you can learn something about your team you're, you're spending a lot of time listening to a couple of schmoes on a podcast i'd like this i'd like to hope that you learn something from this and again it might be something relevant Sports is not necessarily relevant in the grand scheme of things, but if you value the entertainment value the entertainment part of it, then there might be some value there. there there's good discussions you can have with your friends at a bar, buy drinking beer or watching a game at your house that now if, if you're watching the show and you learned something you didn't know, you might remember it and have it become a discussion with it within your circles. Valuetainment as it were. Well, that, that, that tag's been taken by somebody, so I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I, and, and I know I, I, I'm i the man you're talking about that runs that thing is, is actually a guy who's, who's within my culture. <laughs> could that be a precursor? To- could be, could be. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I hope so.
1: Yeah, could be. He's he's made a pretty amazing career in uh, being able to reel in all those people that people want to listen to him, talk, listen to him talk.
0: I uh, used to say that uh, the precursors and the hopes and all those keywords that we've brought to you over the course of value tainment and all those other words that we've brought over the past few years uh, here at the Lakers Fast Break, it's been truly appreciated, reminded to us every now and then. So cannot thank you enough for your support, but my friend... Now is the time, as Professor Soro will be handing out the diplomas, I will be shaking the hands of the individuals, virtually, of course, of the degrees, the honorary first degrees of Lakers Fast Break University right there. Absolutely. You see one right there with Joe, Joseph Soro. So
1: so, just so you guys know, and I'm sorry, I'm going to have to, bury John McKillian on this. So you see this, guys? That's my diploma.
0: (laughs) Always the shot at a fellow honorary professor. So this
1: this is the this is the official alumni. Now, technically, because Gerald likes technical stuff. Technically, an alum is someone who attended a university or college without graduating. If you want to be a real alumnus, you got to have one of these from your establishment.
0: I have one hanging up right to my right here, and I didn't feel the urge. Do you know know where
1: this has been for the last, what has it been, 20 years? Where? In a plastic container. Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's why it looks so good. See, it looks clean, right?
0: Mine is actually encased and hanging up right there on the side of the wall right here for me, so will always treasure my time going to school. And I'm hoping that you did too, with us right here at Lakers History 101 and Lakers Fastbreak University. But before we get on out, it is that time, my friend, I will announce the names as Joe will virtually give you your degree and I will virtually handshake you as far as and can wish you congratulations. There you go, absolutely. As you come over the platform and now become graduates of Lakers Fastbreak University, the first graduates of Lakers Fastbreak University. And we will go ahead and start off with the names. And again, for everybody out there that wants to be a part of what we're doing here at Lakers Fast Break University, all you got to do is watch and listen and interact with us. Let us know. And we'll go ahead and have you a part of our graduating class of 2024. So I will say right now, though, it is to my honor right here to now introduce the first graduating class of Lakers Fast Break University 2024. Ready, Professor Soro? Yes. All right, here goes. Here are the names of the first 25 individuals that have been such a great part, longstanding of what we do here at the Laker Fast Break. So I will start off with Zangerstein with a brand new degree from Laker Fast Break University. Our awesome moderator, Search and Destroy. Congratulations to Search and Destroy. Heading my cat, the captain of hashtag TeamReplay. Intel Wild, who Professor John McCallian said is a legend in the Lakers fan sphere. So, congratulations to Intel Wild on being a graduate of Lakers Fast Break University. Blue Magic, who's been a great supporter for us over the years. Cannot thank you enough, Blue Magic. Congratulations on being part of Lakers Fast Break University's graduating class of 2023. Daniel Berry Sports Highlights. Always great to have him here, especially when it comes on with this quick little comments. He's not always the most optimistic individual, but again, he's always a great part of what we do here at the Lakers Pass Break. Our super fan himself, Joshua Dietz, cannot have a graduation ceremony initially without Joshua Dietz, who's been a great supporter of ours on all of our platforms on the Twitter, on the Fast Break, and on the Facebook page and also on YouTube. Through the Wire has been a great part of our scene as well on the best Lakers chat room that's out there at the Lakers Fast Break. And it wouldn't be a graduating class without the first nemesis then turned friend and a guy who came around a lot on what Joe was saying, Kenneth Stone. So congratulations to Kenneth Stone. L.A. Gin Mark. Who's a great part of what we do here, and they actually made sure that we wanted to go ahead and get the correct time, so he reached out to us and at us so he goes ahead and makes sure that he is part of what we do here. Condor and Devotion. Both individuals are a great part of our chat right here at the Lakers Pass Break. It wouldn't be a graduating class without one of our distinguished honorees. And Joe, I think you'll like this because this individual always gives us grief, but we like it, and we do, you know, even though we we always give him grief back, and we but we do respect his opinion, and we also go ahead and appreciate him for watching our shows over the course of now seasons gone by. It is Luca San Luca San Filippo, congratulations on being a graduating member of this class scarlet and blue scarlet and blue always a good sign when he appears in our chat as well and of course sovereign who was here in our chat earlier congratulations on being part of the graduating class of 2023 a noted fan as well of the chat and a very uh, influential individual in the chat all the time is adam hurley so congratulations to him howard hill who was very active with us during the course of the season and terrence harvey a very positive individual who's always had great things to say and has congratulated us in the past. Congratulations to both of you as far as being graduates, our first graduates from Lakers Fast Break University. Pao Gasol, always great to have you here. I know someone from one of our international students, it's always great to have you a part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. Tears of Joy, always great to have you here as well. You've said some great comments in our chat and been a part of what we do here on our YouTube, so we cannot thank you enough. Alice, who is sensational tonight, always great to have her here as well. She is a part of our graduating class of 2023. Paul Lipman, who is a Utah Jazz fan, but was a great part of how we came to be as far as our NBA observations. He put that idea, he put that light bulb in our head to go ahead and start the NBA observation show. So we uh, want to wish to acknowledge him by giving him an honorary degree here at Lakers Fast Break University. Empire Jeff TV, always a great sign. He said some great things about us. So we truly appreciate it. And obviously want to wish him well and reward him with a honorary degree. Gary A, very opinionated with us going back and forth. And Jose Suris. That is our graduating class of 2023. Gary A and Jose have been great parts of our chat as well. I know Jose has reached out to us in the past and look forward to collaborating with him maybe in the future going as well. So I will say right now, congratulations to the graduating class of 2023. Professor Joe Sorrell, any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: Yes, uh, it was a valiant year for all our graduates. And I'm expecting a better year next year. More graduates, more activity, more notoriety, more everything. Mas, 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 Southern California. so to speak a lot of Spanish out here. So, I I, I can say that this season was a success to, in a lot of in a lot of areas. As a Laker fan, not winning a championship always usually means it's not a success. But from where we started, now we ended. I think it was a good stepping stone to getting to the next level, which I hope is the NBA Finals next year, uh, and hopefully putting up Banner 18 in the rafters. So that's where I stand. Congratulations to all the graduates. Congratulations to all those who support us and continue to support us. And uh, let's let's go. Let's, let's get season 23-24 going here this week, and I'm very excited.
0: Absolutely am I as well. And once again, please like and subscribe if you're not already so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with Lakers History 101 or one of our amazing shows that we bring you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And again, we've got a lot of great stuff for you coming up here in the not-too-distant future. In fact, tomorrow night, Joe and I will be back with a hardcore look into the free agency coming up On Friday, so we'll go ahead and preview that on Thursday night. And then Friday, Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern, we're looking forward to going ahead and bringing you wall to wall coverage of NBA free agency. Looking forward to doing that. And then if anything pops on the weekend, you know we're going to talk about it, you know we're going to jump on, and you know we're going to be a great source of conversation, news, and information on the Lakers free agency right here at lakers fast break so for professor joe sorrell it is dean of university studies gerald glassford thanks so much for watching and listening it is our honor to go ahead and once again congratulate the graduating class of 2023 you may now turn your tassels over and you may now
1: again and
0: Yep! Yay! Right there. All Yay. right! Yay! Come on out there! Yay. Again, all of us at Lakers passport University. We will see you tomorrow, right here at the Lakers Basketball. Congratulations again!